welcome to another episode of Driving to the Red with your favorite hosts, Larry and Nelia. Yep, pretty easy that time. Yeah. Probably because we waited so, I think it's because we waited so long in the week that it's built up, built up, up. We already like practiced because yeah, it's like maybe. Sunday and we're supposed to do this on Thursday. Yeah. Or Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesdays. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Five days late. We're not giving our team much time. No, to tomorrow. Tomorrow, post down. it, guys, in the morning. Yeah. You have 12 hours. <laughs> Less probably by the time we get it. <laughs> so we better get it good in one take. Yeah, because you know, Ilya sleeps most of the time. <laughs> well, most of the time that we're awake, yeah, he's asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm just teasing Ilya. <laughs> He's always asleep. I don't know how he has time to do anything. <laughs> yeah, because when we're asleep, he's awake. Yeah. We got the world covered 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why? W- would you like to share why there's so many barkies and yowies? Sure, that's a good why. Why is there a lot of barkies and yowies? Because we have Brad, Brad and PB, and, and they look exactly the same, except for a cat version and a dog version. Same color. Yeah. Oh. They're Brad's, jumping on each other. Brad's tackling the dog. The dog's tackling Brad. <laughs> <laughs> dog chase cat. Now cat chase dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Yes. So that's uh that's why you may hear a pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, and a meow, and a ruff, 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 ruff. Yeah. yeah. It's too cute to break it up. Yeah. And we don't want to kick them out. Very cute. So uh, there's more whys though. That's kind of an interesting topic, the why. When I say why, why? Why? Why, oh why? There's a lot of whys. Mm-hmm. Like, why did this thing happen to me? Right, right. It's all, or it was for the best, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, so <laughs> I mean, I know you have a little about that, but for me, the when I look at why something happened, I generally try to look for a good thing, you know? You like, and just about happened. every other light worker it on happened. the planet. <laughs> it happened. Now, what can I make out of this? Lemons? Lemons squishing lemonade? That kind of thing, you know? We've yeah. been trained to, uh, look at no the matter the situation, look at the positive part of it. And, and the silver lining. The silver lining, yeah. So, my car got a flat tire. Well, that's probably a good thing because I might have gotten a crash and it slowed me down. Yeah. That's the our default. Our default why things happen is for a good reason because the universe I live in is here to support me. Yeah, but also because generally speaking, we are from a light universe. Mm-hmm. This planet is naturally a light planet. Mm-hmm. And in the natural state of things, the whys would always be positive. But that has been exploited by the dark paradigm people and beings to inject their nastiness and say, oh, it's for a good reason. So why is light positive and dark destructive? I mean, it just seems too convenient. Light, dark, good, evil. I mean, come on, guys. What? It just seems too convenient. Everything dark is evil and everything light is not evil. It's not that. It's the other way around. Everything light is evil and everything dark is not evil? No, not that way around. Oh. We allocate darkness to evil things, and we allocate light to good things. Yeah, well, it's like my tire goes flat, so that's dark. Like, 
everything tire... bum is a dark well, thing? Come I on think, now. I think the tire thing is a little bit too, you know. Too light? Too sub- subjective. <laughs> too light. <laughs> too subjective. Well, it's too subjective because it could be part of an orchestration in a sense, or it could be just the I think that murder part. and uh, sexual abuse or uh, partners who abuse each other, uh, wife beating, husband beating, the rape of children, that's darkness. I think yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking a, about. That's, that's and not, I think that's, that's what we're talking about. And that's what people are talking about when they say, oh, it was good for you. When they tell a little child, oh, you know, that child just got raped. Oh, it's good for you. It's going to make you a compassionate person when you grow up. Well, that's what right? I mean is that I... That's an unmistakably evil. Unmistakably dark. And it's nothing good about it. About and it's there just to subdue the that child. It's flat tire. It's just to subdue that child, Right. And to darken the, their light, to, to put out their light. That's what it's done for. Okay, I, underst- I understand and said that way, it's clear. But the thing is That's that what we're talking about. The rest is no, irrelevant. It's not, I under- no, it's not irrelevant because <laughs> there's these levels of gray, right? So not flat, really. No, there is in people's yeah. minds. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Maybe in your mind it's very clear. It's like that's obvious as, I don't know, it's light out today or dark out today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's light out today and dark out tonight. It's like, it's <laughs> obvious. What do you mean? But to the rest of us, when we look at something like a flat tire or a car accident or um, let's say um, I stubbed my toe so I didn't walk out the door. So it orchestrated a higher, lighter day for me because there was a pile up on the freeway that I got to avoid. You know, those kind of things, orchestrations. We look at, I at least look at situations that, that may not you. be positive that at first you. judgment yeah. that actually are positive in the complete orchestration because the universe supports us and i don't look at child abuse or child rape or um torturous death as um close to that type of orchestration mm. that is simply i think darker. that a lot of individuals will theorize darkness and light in that manner though mm-hmm. um, I've been in so many interviews where people say oh you know if you if you send enough light to the darkness it's going to cure itself and it's going to become good because you know it's just through suffering and blah 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 and then I say okay so what you're saying to me is that if you had a friend who was being physically abused by their wife or their husband you just tell them you love that husband enough Send him enough love and light and he's going to stop. Is that what you're saying? And they all say, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They should leave that person. Right? Why should they leave that person? Exactly, right? So if it's that is, I'm not talking the about theoretically. Right? I, I I'm not talking about not. theoretically. I'm talking about real evil on the planet. And real evil is not about a flat tire or a car accident. That's not real evil. Okay? Exactly. But... No buts. The but, the, but, the but that I'm trying to give to you is so that you understand the And you do have human a very side cute of it. Why, thank you. I ride a bike for that. Well, I used to ride a bike a lot more for that. Anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> you? Me? <laughs> I just redirected you. <laughs> that was so easy. I know. It's so easy to redirect you. <laughs> so, back to what I was talking about. Your bet. <laughs> Not that 
Did you write it down? <laughs> you actually said it, but I was talking about my butt. <laughs> Can be with some butt head here. He said that. Oh my gosh. So, uh, 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 you pulled the topic <laughs> sideways pretty fast, lady. You're talking about subjective. Uh, well, Negative what I'm trying to say is that when, like flat when, tires. when people try to justify things, they will use a lighter version of something that's ter terribly evil to try to say like this, like this, like this, like this, to try and find the boundary where it's between light and dark. This is dark. This is light. To try to define that line. So when we're talking about why... Um, dark, why light, why light dark, where is that line between light and dark? It's not, not a dark thing to have an orchestration with a flat tire in it when you're in light and the universe is supporting you and etc. Of course you could say, well, why didn't you just um, get some information for your guide, say, hey, gu hey, hey, just hang out at the house for a minute and drink some tea and have a bit of chocolate. You don't I really need a flat tire. I have an example of that. Okay. I have an example of that. So I lived in Chile and... Um, the road where I lived, the, my front door opened up to the sidewalk and it was a road that, in a junction, that had many accidents. Anyways, one day I was getting ready to leave and I had my, my bag, my backpack and everything ready and I go to the front door and I ha grab the handle and I just stop for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like I was standing there holding the handle, one, two, three, and crash and crash really loud noises right mm -hmm. I opened the door and I look and a van had crashed in the corner with a car and the van had gone sliding across my front wall and if I had not stopped and paused that second I would have been on that sidewalk as the van smashed in through uh, in front of my my door so that's an example I didn't have to stub my toe I didn't have to have an accident in the house. Nothing stopped me. Just me stopped me. The higher self and the human collective stopped me. I held that handle for no reason without opening the door in a random day. Sure. So that's possible too. That happens all the time. Right. And yeah, and part of the believable story for you is, oh, I'm going to pause here because no, I have... nothing. There was no thoughts in my head. Nothing. You just paused. Just stopped. I didn't even know why actually the thoughts in my head so. Why am I not moving? Why am I not opening this door? <laughs> that was the thought that was going in my head. <laughs> well. Uh, in the t at the time, I thought it was really bizarre. Um, you know, like, why would I freeze in front of my door as I was the, holding the, the handle? The first question was, why do bad things happen to good people, basically? Why do unfortunate circumstances like a flat tire happen? And... Um, the tendency is to call them this happened for a good reason and the good reason is some orchestration right mm -hmm. and it's not a dark thing to have a flat tire a dark thing is to be like you said have that um, actual dark experience and then say that was for a good reason right and that is what you mean when you say those are for no other reason than to disable you disable you a flat tire isn't yeah, for no other relevant. reason than disable you it's just a it's a like part of today and yeah. it happened yesterday and yeah. it happened the next day and it slowed you down and if you were of the mindset that gets upset and angry it 
could push you into a low frequency state yeah. or it could be that you have the ability to respond instead of just react yeah. through the processes that you teach right. and so you got a flat tire big deal exactly it's not a big deal it's not like or dark it's just it's not a dark thing it's just a thing that happens yeah. now how you react that's your choice <laughs> or respond yeah. and that's how you you bring in light or that's darkness. how you bring in light or darkness mm. right exactly so I, I wanted to make that clear because it isn't as clear as you might think it is okay because when you start to lump in flat tires with child abuse abusing <laughs> murder whatever it's you not know the same. they're so far apart they're not even exactly. in the same universe so right. when we talk about light and dark that's what you're talking about oh yeah absolutely not war enslavement power even even a regular death isn't a dark thing no. a death is just a transition a into transition into another experience another experience and from there another experience and from mm -hmm. there another experience and from right. there another experience and from there another it's a, a continuous set of experiences not a start or an end Correct. it's just a continued experience yeah. it continues in a different state mm -hmm. And then it comes into another state, and then it goes into another state, and then our time is different, and all kinds of things are different. But yeah. I guess we always, almost always, look at death from yeah. this state. From this? from this state, we look at death as being um, negative in some way. But it's like you didn't walk out the door and die. Well, big deal. Why not? I don't know. Obviously, because I had to do the empowering of the masses later on. Right. I because was it wasn't time to leave. Yeah. I wasn't attached to life in any particular way or wasn't attached to it in any particular way. Right. And so that um, that attitude about death could be important in handling things that come, right? Because mm -hmm. we often think of death as traumatic. Right. Well, I have a, co a class on our, around that. And right. what's that called? Um... Death the Unspoken Truth. Mm. It's on ineliabens.com mm. slash store. You can find it there. And it talks about this, about the death part. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. I think brush yourself, brush up your skills on on death. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, well, it seems like when change comes, like it seems like there's a revolution brewing. Yeah revolutions in the cities and mm. absences yeah. of food and well and it was weird because a few years ago a year, a year or two or three i can't remember when i created that class i got a lot of messages emails and things from people saying why are you making this class now what's going to happen mm -hmm. what's happening why are you making this class you know and it's just one of those the human collective said, hey, you, you need to make a class about this. It's very important. I said, okay. So I did, right? And now we know why. <laughs> the why. <laughs> Retrospect. Well, we suspect we know why. Well, we've already seen it in our own environment. I mean, That's true, it, but know. not to the scale that a class is. No, not necessary. The but when the scale although alters, I they're think starting to release the numbers, although they're blaming them on non-vaccinated individuals, um, they're non-jabbed individuals. They they are releasing the numbers, right? And they're mm -hmm. saying, oh, you know, there's another wave, which we talked about, right? July, August. Yeah, July, July, August. It's July, August right now. Yeah. So the next thing, 
the next part comes and it's been popping yeah. everywhere you look every now and then there's another pop it's like ooh, look at that yeah. that might be it oh no that's what they're it's like well, multiple places have mm -hmm. multiple things as right. you said before it's like guess what it's the end of the world if you lived there <laughs> yes and that's true i watched a video of the subways in china mm -hmm. they had a giant giant flood and three dams busted and all that and people were in the subway and the water is three quarters of the way up the windows right they didn't get out of there yeah you can't get out of there so for them it was the end of the world it yeah. was the end of the world mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that that type of but thing you know it's it's very is that end of the world dark i mean if anybody leaves now is that because they want to be part of the dark world or is that no, just because they don't no. want to experience maybe no the choice is very specific why? you have to do it by your own hand and even though theoretically everybody chooses when they die mm -hmm. um it's it's like a choice and a program but it's not like a choice to what experience you're going to have from now on mm -hmm. yeah your death doesn't necessarily dictate i'm dying right now because i want to go into a dark light world exactly most of the time but it doesn't could. mean that at all but some could yes there's another why involved in this whole process why so why be alive now mm -hmm. and why that's not important. die now right that's really important that's the and most important why that, for me and to you maybe and attached to that i want to talk about what the president of the united states said uh, about how uh, many people are dying of covid mm. nowadays and children or whatever and it's in unvaccinated people who are killing them and he, he wasn't those words exactly, but he said those words. <laughs> right? He said the unvaccinated are killing everyone. Yeah. So and that is there especially to put people who are not vaccinated into fear. Okay. It's especially done that way. So you can see a pattern of, oh, my goodness, if he's saying that, then next, you know, they're going to be uh, jailed for murder and or forced to vaccinate or uh, attacked in the street by other people and their neighbors and well, you see all that fear right today this morning tucker carlson remember who that is no he's a news cast type uh show on fox okay who talks to you know people who are like fox news is disclosure <laughs> That's the dis he's he's playing the disclosure bit for uh -huh. a little while, so he's been talking about um, vaccine injuries and you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. what's actually happening to some degree. Right. And so he's being attacked, and a big video going all around. He got attacked by a CIA agent in the uh, middle of a, a restaurant or something mm -hmm. for killing so many people by sharing um, vaccine hesitancy news. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like. Yeah, exactly what you said it is yeah. being promoted and yes. it looks it looks like oh that's totally um well <clears throat> the so thing is let is me that, just finish my point okay, okay. okay so yes that amount of fear is being spread to it's people being who spread and promoted promoted either. and spread right towards mm -hmm. non-vaccinated individuals yeah. okay but this guy's big the one yeah. that was threatening him okay now why to the reason is to make people afraid. What happens yes. when you go afraid? You lower your frequency. Lower your frequency. And you enter their game. You enter their game. Right? So don't be afraid. Your higher self knows what it's doing. 
you know what you're doing and you have the side of Gaia and the high frequency human collective you're part of that yep. both of those things you're part of those things mm -hmm. okay so you have to remember that and go back to your center go back to that go back to your center and remove yourself from that fear yes. because that fear is the game that That's fear the bait is the right game now. it's the game it's the game yeah fear, fear is the game is the low frequency fear is the darkness yes so, so from fear comes righteousness, for example. Yeah, totally. From fear comes defense. Yes. From fear comes battle. And victimhood. Victim, yes. Vic yes. You got both sides of the spectrum Absolutely. are the same yeah. because the root is still fear. Mm -hmm. So know and be conscious and aware that you know what you're doing and nothing is going to happen to you as long as you don't subscribe to that fear. So here's a, here's a hoops. Because occasionally you forget to eat something mm -hmm. and you get to bed late. Mm -hmm. So you're not being very diligent. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about you specifically because you always are diligent. Mm -hmm. Mostly always. Mm -hmm. And in that time of little bit of weakness, you are more susceptible and your doors are more open to um, being influenced negatively. Yes. So you, whoops, be getting engaged. Yes. So... At the extreme whoops, do you got engaged? You um, engage to the level where you get so mad you drive your car 100 miles an hour and crash and die. Mm -hmm. Did you just pick the light dark world? Are you stuck forever now? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> People die, right? Yep. People are going to die, like we talked about before. It's like everybody who's alive right now today is going to die. It's just not at the same time. How about. Okay? Here's another hypothetical, because the hypotheticals are the ones that come, right? Mm -hmm. You don't eat nothing, you don't drink nothing, and you watched a whole bunch of nasty, nasty news because you're in the airport trying to go somewhere, and you can't eat that airport food because it's not good, and you can't drink that water because it's poison, and you didn't even bring your water. <laughs> and then you got on that plane, and I mean, you're surrounded by what the shedders are, yeah, and so now your body is feeling really, really sick, and because of all of that brainwashing, for some reason, in a moment of weakness, you got, oh my God, I am catching that thing. I was wrong, and you run out and get a shot. <laughs> now then you're screwed. Happen? Now you're screwed. <laughs> Don't do screwed. that. Don't do that. That's falling into fear, then by your own hand, taking yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Falling into righteousness and having an accident isn't the same, although no. it's kind of playing the low frequency close. game. It's right? close, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But it's, it's not like a permanent decision-making thing, right? Yeah. You probably had an oops. Whoopsie! Yeah. Right? Yeah, and um, there are galactic oops, galactic-level oopsies, so try not to galactic-level oopsie at this point. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the stakes are... Pretty high. Pretty high. What is your job? I mean, let's concentrate not so much on the oopsies you could make. But Let's what is your job right now? Why, why are, are you, you here? even here in the first That's place right why. now? That's a big why. Why are you here? That's the point I got to get at. Not the why you might get took out or why you might die or why you're with this. Why, why are, are you, you alive and why are you staying here? And why are you embodying Why is it so important that you stay here? here? And why is there any importance to staying here or not being here? Right. Because alive here is something different than not alive here. Mm -hmm. True? Yes, totally. So what's the difference? 
So while you're alive in a physical body, you're influential on the physical universe and the human collective. You cannot be influential without being alive in a physical human body. And you're a light being and you came here at this point in time to be influential to the human collective and earth. That's what you came here to do. So the take you out part is to remove your influence. Exactly, yeah. And you and came here influence? for the purpose of being an influence. Yeah, and what is the influence? Pure yeah. light. That's it. That's it. That's it. So So what you do with that light, you become a writer, you, you work at McDonald's, you 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 you're a gardener, you're an architect, a lawyer. It doesn't matter. You carry on with those activities in high frequency, right? But actually, the most important aspect is that you are a light being. And you embody that lightness, that light, as much as you can throughout so, your life, throughout every single part of your day. So what would you suggest to the person who's making hamburgers and loves making hamburgers and, you know, all of their high-frequency friends are saying, well, you should be a healer, you should be a healer, you should be doing this instead. But they really like making hamburgers. They should do what they like. That's the highest frequency expression yeah, for them. Exactly. So what about the ones that are going to be a healer or a teacher or whatever, but they're just doing that because they think that's what their mission is supposed to be. They're supposed to do that. But they don't really have a, a passion. I mean, a big passion for doing that. It's just like when you hear about it and there's rays of frequency of the planets, it's like, well, you've got to be a Reiki healer or you've got to be an energy healer or a crystal healer or something. Healer. <laughs> healer, right? Or uh, have classes on that or, or whatever? I think that it is really that a depends. higher Is that a higher why or a higher impact why than making hamburgers? It depends on when you step out of, if you're stuck in one of those decisions, step into the group rather than the I, me, and myself. Right. Don't, then you think, okay, so what? serves my group better what allows my group to be more empowered me making burgers or me doing reiki healing which one I, if you've eaten everybody else's burgers you'd know the answer to that question your burgers are great yes yes so the answer is if i make good burgers it's going to yeah. make everybody else that is more happier <laughs> yeah. but that means i need to be responsible for my ingredients and i need Absolutely. to be responsible for my alchemy when i'm cooking it yes and the magic that I put in it, and yes. the frequency I put in it. Yes. So there's there's more to the little things mm -hmm. than you think. And just making them little things is <laughs> disempowering them even. Right. 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 That's kind of interesting. Mm, it is. So, um, the why for now is to embody and be alive now in high frequency yeah and body the light of your natural self the process now seems to be a sorting yeah we're self-sorting self-sorting into who wants what who's going to or who wants what paradigm mm -hmm. it used to be everyone is going to the same paradigm yes and that was changed a few years ago Yes. So now there's two paradigms. Mm -hmm. Now the hard part, the difficult part, I guess, was the well. How do you decide what 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 
and how will we choose to do the separation? Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, separation's not actually an easy thing. No, it isn't. It's not easy for everyone. Or anyone. Or anyone. I suppose from the from one perspective it might be easier for the dark side because mm, not really because a lot of people who chose the dark side are very compassionate loving people they're not it's not easy for them to separate either true it's it seems like it's above my pay grade that part it's like it's it when you go to think about it and then you actually tap into the complexity of the decision and the involved parties of it mm -hmm. it's like there's 10 trillion variables yeah of uh how what when where and putting your name on the dotted line pick that pick that now the orchestrations come around to bring it to be mm -hmm. does that seem right yeah pretty much yeah so i remember ages ago like two years which seems like two centuries you talked about some of these things coming you were standing in the woods actually 2019 and octoberish yeah <laughs> saying uncharacteristically because i know <laughs> i've been listening to you talk for um a couple of decades and generally speaking it's like well you know it's up to you guys do what you like <laughs> yeah i wouldn't probably maybe but you know go ahead and do what you like and in this case it was like okay X, Y, Z, P, D, Q, this is what's coming and this is what you do. need to do. You <laughs> need to X, you need to Y, you need to Z. They were um, right work, right food, right company kind of things. It's mm -hmm. like, get your shit together. Start new structures. Start new structures that will support you. work and communication. Right, because these things are going to be important. Mm -hmm. It's important now. I said it was October 2010. Yes, and you were right. Yeah, 2019, right. So people have done that to some degree and a little less probably to some degree, but they certainly... The ones who have are dandy right now. There's nothing negative about this. <laughs> right. To them, right. everything's been positive. Right. So the orchestration of that choice is coming to be. Mm-hmm. And the why that you chose, whatever you chose, is is now. Now yeah. is the time. Mm -hmm. It's not like you got another 10 years to work on it. It's like, no. just do it now. Mm -hmm. Why are you alive now? To embody your light. Exactly, yeah. And be alive through it. Right. And in doing that, you have um, a universe supporting you. Yeah. And a planet. And the others who are here also to embody their dark, dark light, they also have a set of orchestrations to bring them about. I mean, yeah. reality that exists now supports that and supports this. Exactly. Yeah. All the data they need to make their choice totally, perfectly, Clear. absolutely certain is there. Yeah. All the, what we call fake science, mm -hmm. it's there. Mm -hmm. They call our science fake. Both of our That's sciences right. are fake to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they're both science. Yep, and they're both fine. <laughs> <laughs> and probably they're both true. Yeah. And the other thing that I would start suggesting people do now that we're in July, August of 2021 mm -hmm. is to stop focusing so much on the job and the decision and people getting sick and people dying and 
all the all that stuff and the, the the oppression and all that and start concentrating on the the living ones the ones that are staying alive the ones that are staying connected you know and like start creating those structures communication structures and um uh, you know the work structures the education structures start creating that or continue creating it because i know that lots and lots and more every day of people are getting themselves organized mm -hmm. to establish uh, food markets um that the non-vactors can go to the non-maskers can go to and uh, educational systems i've seen it right mm -hmm. and if you're have trained yourself to be um a lawyer legally legally savvy or a doctor medically savvy and you know what's going on with regards to this split organize yourself without righteousness and start taking action at a social level right so that it doesn't it, it's not just a free-for-all for the ones who chose the fear and the negative uh, paradigm right because if we allow ourselves to be walked on we will be <laughs> the other side doesn't have any limits on what they'll do right mm -hmm. if we give, we give them an, an inch they'll take a foot you know it's like a mile actually <laughs> you know so they're not they're not the same they're not wired the same as we are right and now it's literal literal not wired the same and remember it's like they don't have that compassion um or empathy that's going away from those individuals who got jabbed and I've seen people like that before mm -hmm. and it's not pretty and that you can't really function in with them right it's, it's it's a different dynamic you can't really go there really so um one of the things I've noticed recently is um it feels looks like orchestrating revolution. Do you know what I mean? Or an orchestration of rev revolution. Orchest orchestrating revolutions or civil wars. That oh type of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So like yeah. Uh, in France, they're pulling out the guillotines mm. and <laughs> giant wood versions with a slicer thing to yeah. chop off their heads and have another French Revolution. Yeah. And through you know what. I don't know, some large percentage of the population is probably relieved that they're making the non-vaxxed people have to uh, not be able to get any food and not be able to go to the movies and suffer for their selfishness, as they would say. Mm -hmm. The other side is like, there's our basic human rights, mm -hmm. and so they're us-against-them revolution-type yeah. feelings, and they feel yeah. very, very strongly, both yeah. sides. Yeah. So here's a... Uh, and the, the one side is like, I'm not going to give you any food mm -hmm. so why did you depend on that site to give you food in the first place right you should have moved out of the cities when i said so <laughs> i agree right. because yes so here's okay, one okay. here's an interesting one okay um i've been getting a lot of messages from people saying oh my gosh i had no access to this information mm. now i do i got the job what do i do I do not want to go into that dark paradigm and I'm jabbed. But they right. must want to or else they wouldn't know. And what do I do now? What do I do now? Oh. And here's the thing. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of the trap, some, one of the traps is martyrdom. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. And here's a role that you can play that happened to you. Support the non-vaccinated individuals. Hmm. Buy them food if in your country they can't oh, buy food. Oh, you could okay. be the uh, black marketer. Go, go to the courts and defend their, the, the, the choice. And they mm -hmm. say, oh, no, no, I chose to get vaccinated, but I defend the choice of people to get it or not get it. Right. And defend human rights around the world. So from the little things, you know, get their shopping. Um, if they can't get work, support them financially. Uh, to the big things, go to court, demonstrate, do all these things that you know legally and peacefully you can resist or defend um, the ones that haven't been jabbed. Wow! There, so what do you think about that one? That's the most brilliant thing I've heard ever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you could even tell yourself, at a higher self, I did this so I could do, I'd be a defender of the people and a guardian, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Light worker mission. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, don't go out and get... Don't jabbed. go martyring yourself to do it. No. <laughs> don't go out and jab yourself. Just <laughs> but so if you, you found yourself in people. a tight spot, you could say, oh, well, for crying out loud. You can make up for it. I can make up for that. Easy. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, pretty brilliant. It is best that you don't get jabbed at this point from yeah. the light dark perspective. I'm just, I wonder, and I wish you had some foresight to help see. It's like the jabbing part is a clear and obvious choice. And I don't give medical advice. I'm just following a doctor's advice myself. I follow the advice of Dr. Cohen, Tom Cohen. So. Right. And what I'm talking about is um, what is the next by your own hand? Mm -hmm. That will be to the same level of obviousness, do you think? Um, I, I It's really difficult to tell. It's, there's so much information ha you know, happening right now. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to tell that one, but it does feel that it's an armed conflict type thing. Yeah, it feels like that to me, too. It's yeah. like uh, take up arms. Yeah. And or placing yourself in vulnerable situations. Right, both sides are the same, taking mm -hmm. up arms or being a victim yeah. of the taking up arms. Right, if you become if a you victim, you put yourself you're sure. in the place yeah. where they're going to have a revolution, because yeah. revolutions happen where there's enough people to have a fight, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. They don't happen in the <laughs> country right. where there's 10 people because it'll right. be over in one minute. Right. There's two people out of the 10 that want to fight and they get take care of each other pretty fast. Yes, but when there's 10,000 or 100,000, did you know that Paris, after the, it was um, demolished, I can't remember when, after the French Revolution, actually, I think it was, they re designed Paris to be um, created for an ease of troop movements. And mm. a lot of big cities, I know in the UK and in France, they have a, like a, a highway that is a circle around a city. And those highways, they weren't there to... Uh, reduce um, congestion. In fact, they created a lot of traffic congestion. and But they were created from a social engineering perspective to be easy to deploy troops into cities. Just saying. <laughs> this is not like it hasn't been seen that if masses in the population are going to um, rise up in more revolutionary ways. It has been perceived and seen by social engineers 
for hundreds of years. And I think, right, I think obviously it's being fueled by yeah. more and more, I mean... It's the, funny, isn't it? It's like it's the like, locations, uh, yeah. I mean, the French are known for being, you can push them so far and then it's over, right? Right. The French Revolution wasn't a coincidence, it's part of that collective, okay? Push mm -hmm. me so far and I'll be really nice and I'll make good food and everything else is going to be great and I speak very well and all the rest and I'm a civilized and I have art and all the rest, but it comes to a point that it's over, right? Mm-hmm. It comes to a point when it's over. Yep, and it doesn't feel like those who are pushing it to that point aren't completely and totally aware that that's what that's they're what's doing. Happening. That's the purpose yeah. and the point. Oh, yeah. and so at the when moment, you fall that into country, it, that country's getting really, really, really. Oh yeah, they put oppressed. the screws down as tight as you could. Yeah. You would never imagine they would screw them down that tight. Mm. Because they're doing that, they're 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 stimulating that uprising. Trying to spark it off. Mm -hmm. And my idea, my thoughts are to spark it off to create that next wave, but also from a perspective of uh, an example to the rest of the world. This is what happens if you um, organize yourself into a revolution, right? Because they have the technology now to control the masses from mm. from weapons, weaponry. I always I have thought one of the one of the um, purposes of having a revolution was so that they could bring in the New World Order, One World Government, whatever, their troops, you know. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, like in the U.S., they can't bring those in. But if they had a civil war, they probably could. That would be their excuse for bringing in a... Because to get the maximum effect, right, you can't get your own soldiers to shoot your own people. Not in the U.S., but in every other country. I think that <coughs> doesn't exist. Everybody has their armies in their own countries. So an army in England can shoot Englishmen? Yeah. And they will? Yeah. Happily? Probably. If they're indoctrinated enough. I've seen it I happen. Don't, yeah, I imagine it can happen, but I don't think it's as easy. That's why you have to get foreign troops to do it. But getting foreign troops in is not as easy without an invasion, you know. But if you have a good revolution or civil war, then... You have an excuse for international troops and those ones they can oh, right, use yeah. to shoot each other. Right, right. Because they're not going to feel so bad. Mm. They're stopping the revolutionary. They've been doing, it revolutionary, for, they've been doing that for yeah. decades and decades <laughs> and decades, right? Yeah. It's got to be something different. You know, you're, you're attacking a different nation. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you talk about things like this, you go, well, why would I, and this is an important thing, why would I choose to be alive in some form of a war, a revolutionary war? I mean, why would I choose to be alive then? I think I remember you said something about... Um, in your own experience, if that came, you'd be like, okay, take me out, I'm gone. <laughs> yes. I'm not here for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, and if you, it's like, it's 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 like again when you take yourself out of the I, me, and myself, and you go more global, things start make make more sense, and then you can see a larger perspective. And okay. also, like the subway, there is, and maybe, and probably will be that revolutionary experience in the city, mm -hmm. but it isn't that same experience like 
uniformly across the entire everywhere. If you ever drove from city to city, mm-hmm. like a thousand miles of nothing. Yeah. There's no revolution in that middle. Right. It's there and there. Mm-hmm. It's the seas of the city where there's enough people to have it. Enough yeah. purpose. And what do those things it. happen? Because it's almost like setting up, you know, have you ever seen films or even in real life, the cockfights? Mm-hmm. You know, they bring in the cockfights. Not really. I, I mean, uh, maybe for one this? or two seconds because I would never watch it. Right. But you've heard about them, right? And like in movies, sometimes they show them. Yeah. Right? Huh? So see it that way, right? Because you have to gather to have the fight. Yeah, right. Without and the gathering, there won't be a fight. Exactly. And also, it's like these individuals who are not thinking from a herself perspective go for the fight. And there's an audience watching them, right? And it also generates a certain energy. It generates an energy of war, fight, fear, adrenaline. All those things, all those energies are very low frequency. Hmm. So that's something people people who are drawn to that might process. Righteousness and not going for the fight. Well, what I mean is is like there's boxing and MMA and... Yeah. Um, gladiators. You know, the <laughs> gladiators. Do you want to keep the masses happy? Give them gladiators. <clears throat> Give them the games. Right? So some people see a fight happening over on the dock, and they all got to run up and look at it. And mm-hmm. I see that, and I got to, I turn around, and I want to, I'm like repulsed by yes, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's repulsive to me. Yeah. But it's not that I'm better or worse or this. It's just to me, it's a visceral repulsion. Yeah. And other people, I've noticed they have this irresistible attraction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? That's part of the programming. That's programming? Yeah. So if you do have that, what do you do about it if you don't want to keep it? You process it. <laughs> do you think that it removes it from being a fascination? Or are they actually it... fascinated and they got to go and they got to go like, fight, 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 fight. You know, yeah. you see that and you hear right. that. So one of the things you, that is happening there is a reaction. You want to be able to respond. They're stimulated by that and they're... It's a reaction. You need to respond. Learn to respond rather than react. Okay. So once I was in Nottingham, those where I grew up in England, and it was Sunday, I think, and there was a game, a football game called soc- soccer here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, I, me and this other person were walking in the city and the match was over and the gates were open and all the fans came out. And in England at the time, there was a, an issue and a problem with football hooligans. Yeah. So on match days, the entire city would close down and they would put um, like panels on their windows and things because... And I mean, I don't know if they showed it here in the United States, but as the crowds came out of the uh, football fields, not fields, the the stadiums, the soccer stadiums, they would literally destroy the city, (laughs) right? And um, it's good for the repairmen. And we were we were (laughs) right smack in the middle of the city, right down one of the streets where the the crowds would come out of the stadium, and we were standing there. And it was all quiet one moment and there was a cop walking past us and then he stops and his arms go out and this is before they armed the cops in England. Uh-huh. And 
he looked at her and says, get against the wall. And he goes, puts his arms out, and this crowd of hooligans came rushing down, beating each other up, and with boards, I don't know where they got, sticks and things, they were beating, it was brutal. And some of them were trying to pull out the boards from windows so they could smash into the, to the stores, but other ones would take them out. It was like a wave of violence. And I was standing there. I, I wasn't fast enough to get against the wall. I was just standing, watching it all happen around me. Yeah. Like fascinated in in a way of, wow, what's happening here, right? And the person I was with, they got against the wall, and they were like trying to hide because they looked like a hooligan. So they didn't want to engage, right? Right. And they knew that if anybody looked into his eyes, yeah. it was going to be an engagement. Yeah. So he just stood against the wall, looking away. looking away, so that it wouldn't engage him. But I was smack in the middle. I was like looking at everybody, and everybody. I mean, they were all men, right? Mm -hmm. A couple of big burly women, but most of them were men, just doing all this violence. And then the wave was gone, and there was just chaos left behind. You know. <laughs> yeah. Some people on the ground, you know, moaning and covered in blood and some some uh, things smashed against the boards on the windows and the stores. And the cop was like a few feet from me and he just lifted his shoulders, looked at me and he's like, can't do, anything. Can't do anything. He shook it's his like head a, a little bit and, are you okay? And I said, yeah, are you? He says, yeah, it's, sorry, I couldn't do anything. He says, gosh, you know. I don't think anybody expected you to. <laughs> <laughs> and if he looks at me and says, I guess you guys should go home, really. I wouldn't stay in this, in this town today. I said, yeah, I think you're right. So we left, right? But sometimes it's like that. Yeah. You are smack in the middle. You are smack in the middle, but for some reason or another, you don't engage, right? And at that time, I did have that warrior thing, but it was so nonsensical and so stupid. The fight, I just couldn't, I didn't engage from that perspective. But also, it was fascinating to me to see it. It's like, I wasn't in fear or anything, but it was like, whoa, what is this? You know, what, what's happening here? Why are they doing this? And, you know, but I could see the person I was with, they knew it. They knew that energy. They knew what's going on. And he knew exactly what to do, right? Mm -hmm. He just went against the wall and faced the wall and did not look back, did not look behind him. Because he was like like that, covered in tats and strong and big and broken nose and, you know, like that type of person. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the hooligans were like that, so they would have seen him immediately. Went as, for him. Yeah, just for the fight. And you could tell, I mean, these hooligans, they were wearing colors, so they could tell which ones to fight each other, right? Right. The, 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 the soccer match, the soccer team colors, right? So it's all like orchestrated, it's all created, right? And all these things, including the hooliganism in those 80s, was designed to keep the masses entertained. Right. Give them games. You know, the masses are hungry at you for raising their taxes. Give them the games, right? Give them games. Give them the... In, the Romans invented it, right? Mm -hmm. Give them the... the What's it called, the games they had? The um, fighting... In the, the gladiator games? The gladiator games. games, yeah. Give them those. And that developed into the other games, you know? Soccer, football, and all the other very popular... So do you join the revolution? 
Do you pick up your card and stand up for people's God-given rights to have food, vaccinated or not? Well, that's different, right? You're not going to fight. You're going to construct. You're going to do something else. Step out of righteousness for sure. Well, right? kind of joining the revolution is righteousness, no, no, no. isn't it? You're yeah, well, revolution, exactly. Right, their right is everyone should be vaccinated in order to be around other people. And your right is is Human we should have food right. whether or not we're vaccinated. Right. So you're both being righteous. But the, the level of, no, the energy of righteousness is very different to being right. So you go from warrior to guardian. It's a highly, highly different energy. That's going to need a lot of exploring. Well, another podcast maybe <laughs> to explore the warrior versus the guardian. guardian. Yeah, because the tendency is to believe or to and here's another one for passivity you. And here's another as one for the you. most light. What? Here's another one for you. Okay. Part of that social engineering that's been happening on the planet yes. for 100 to 100 years or so, yeah. or more, is yeah. to remove the alpha males from the population. Mm -hmm. Successfully, too. Yes. Because at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, it's alpha males who chop the heads off. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the alpha males who you can't easily engage into a fight. You can't easily engage them into a fight. Because they know they're gonna win. So they're just like, Yeah, but you can you know you can see I remember once I saw this this little video, it was a documentary and it was a a, a male lion in somewhere in Africa and there was a couple of cubs mm -hmm. and they kept going at him and he was laying in the sun and they kept biting his ears and his tail and jumping on him these two little cubs and he was like moving every now and then he'd pull one away and they'd come back and then he turned over and just pay, play with them and you know uh, play wrestle with them a little bit and then that and then eventually he kind of you could tell in his change of behavior he kind of sat in a way that it's like okay I'm done right but they didn't stop and then his teeth came out and a growl that was so deep and both cubs just stopped completely stopped and then like lay down one lay down mm -hmm. over and the other one run away right <laughs> to play with some other cubs but it was like that you know it's like the the, the alpha male will do so much and will put up with a lot I mean in that video he put up with so much they were biting him and even his lips you know biting at his lips and pulling and you could see it pulled out and everything he can put out with a lot but when it's over it's over yep. right and that's why they've been doing a lot of stuff for many years including the uh, uh you know the cruelty of circumcision on new baby boys in mm. a lot of the all of the united states i believe but many other countries because that is the first step of subjugating the male right? traumatize him for life and from that point forward and all the hormones and things in processed foods um you know probably the like, glyphosate yep yeah and all the soy products being um the vegetarian, vegetarian diet. diet everything like that it's all designed to create to take away that alpha male but also wars. I mean, you know, 
when somebody tells a, a man who's you know is a is an alpha man say you know your your country and your ideals need defending of course he's going to do it so they go into the army right and then they destroy them because wars and things and armies are there to destroy alpha males and alpha females too right Mm -hmm. to a lesser degree but yeah the alpha male has been the target of the social engineers of light dark paradigm for decades and decades hundreds of years So that's another one. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. You done? <laughs> I'm a bit saturated. You're saturated. Too much information. Yeah. But these are data points. Data points. And I think the, the most important data point for those who are actually listening. I mean, data points are relevant and important to understand because um, at some point it clicks. It's like... Like that? It clicks. <laughs> clicks right in you get it it's like okay i understand there's a lot of orchestrations going on to bring out a split a split in reality it took not just a week not just a month it's been a couple few hundred years or even a thousand i don't know more than here's the thing yesterday we decided today we're going to do it's like the circumstances to bring about this orchestration have been and are yes many and varied because the one thing for sure on this planet, we love to have a huge, massive variety of experiences, all yes. with the same theme, Yes. but with many different, I guess, narratives. Narratives, yeah. 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 Our narrative. The narrative for me to pick this is going to be blah. Yeah. Well, there's a trillion blahs, <laughs> a trillion stories, all of them leading to, I picked that or I picked that. So, from that perspective, all of the orchestrations that are, you know, all of these, get rid of the alphas and all of those are, in a sense, in a sense to bring about this orchestration. Because, honestly, um, without, without, uh, like, a, a lack of alphas running around, there wouldn't be the opportunities for the light darks to go pick in a light dark dark stuff because the alphas would have led them out of it (laughs) that's an example right that's an example yeah so it's not it would have been standing every every block every every village every place would have a a no you will not pass here this is not right and it will not go exactly and the leaders wouldn't be the most corrupted that could be the system wouldn't be stacked to make that be the ones who make it's like some guy a hundred or a thousand miles from you says you can't leave your house who the hell are you to listen what? <laughs> are you kidding me what do you care what he says right exactly but some people do because they're afraid because right. they're afraid or because they're whatever but mm-hmm. that's the orchestration that they wanted mm-hmm. yeah so we'll just let them have their orchestration our why is one very clear thing to bring about a light filled Gaia mm-hmm. and you do that by embodying embodying Light. It's a not light something that happens Gaia. outside of you. You embody a light-filled It's not Gaia. something that happens inside of you. What do you mean inside of you? It's something you make happen. Yes, embody a light-filled exactly. Gaia. Inside embody that light-filled Gaia. Yes. Right. <laughs> Can we just leave it there for a minute? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, wow. social engineering is one of my passions because that's part of my lineage, right? Yeah. The Amada lineage. Right. Where they were social engineers, architects, you know, social architects. And, uh, yeah, so it's one of my passions. I'm very fascinated by it, and I like to see how it works out. But, yeah. <laughs> I can I talk about it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I can OD people on it. <laughs> I, I'm not so much OD'd on that. I'm just, I... I want to keep our, well, keep I wanted to return us to a light-filled Gaia and why. Why mm. are we alive? Why are we here? It today? isn't to embody a light-dark reality. No. It's to embody a light-filled Gaia. Yeah. And the light-dark reality, these are some of the Just, baits. Just have to release them, yeah. These are the baits. Don't bite. Don't bite. Yeah. Don't bite. You're not here for that. You're right. here for something else. Exactly. Yeah. Be here for that something else. So, yes, beta points, we got to talk about them so that you know them. Mm -hmm. You know they're there. You know mm -hmm. what they're in. They're not a trick because they're clearly seen and understood yeah. for what they are. Yeah. So that's the purpose of exploring the data points yeah. in my mind. What do you think? Mm -hmm. From the, um, an example also, and I didn't quite go into the full story of it, mm -hmm. uh, from the hooligans in Nottingham. Mm -hmm. Remember that story? Yep, yep. So the guy I was with, he got to the wall and I didn't. Remember I said that I, I didn't make it to the wall. I was in the yep, middle of the street. You're right in the middle of the hooligans. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the street. But he made it to the wall. And you might think, well, why didn't he just grab your hand and pull you to the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know why? No. Because he was so much like one of them that if I was next to him, if he didn't manage to stay invisible you would have got us both attacked. Yep. I was better off in the middle of the street, in a safer position, because I'm pretty and small, and, you know, men usually, even if they're fighting with each other, they wouldn't attack a pretty woman standing in the middle of the street in a pretty dress. Right? That's the natural kind of... And it didn't, Right? They actually, it was like a little island. They would avoid, as they were punching each other, they would punch each other away from me, right? It was weird as I was staring at them. And I wasn't staring at them with fear or anything. I was just fascinated, fascinated by it all. Well, it was probably more like a mosh pit than a, than anything else, isn't it? A what? Mosh pit. What is that? When you go to a punk band um, concert to have a mosh pit in the middle of the front. And everybody runs in there and smashes into each other and gives each other fat lips and bloody mouths and all that. <laughs> yes. Mosh pit. Yeah. It's like, that's the best time ever is go For smash them, into each having, other. Oh, yeah, they were having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, they purposely went there to have that experience. Right. Precisely. Yeah. They went to the game and then the after game was we'll yeah. run down the street and beat the shit out of everything. Exactly. Including ourselves and each other. Yeah. Right. And so... They can, pro you can probably sense in a mosh pit too. I haven't been in one, but I can imagine that you know who's there for that and who's not. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I would have been in more danger next to this guy than I was in the middle of the street. I was mm -hmm. highly visible, right, in my pretty dress. Yeah, you were obviously not. And in the other case, you would have been maybe yes. Yeah, yeah. And if I'd gone into any type of fear, it would have been a yes, because then you go into that frequency. Hmm. Alrighty. Because it wasn't just men, right? There were some big, burly women there, too. So 
smashing each other's noses. Well, not each other's, but <laughs> right in there with men. It's one of the things about British women, you know, and Irish women. The ones that are in for a fight, my God, they're they're big and burly and they're brutal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, next week, I guess, we'll talk about whether you join the revolution or not, huh? Right. But anyway, that point, what I was trying to convey there was if you don't engage at the level of fear, even if the fight is happening all around you, you're going to be fine. Do you see? Sure, but that's a pretty tall order. In, the, in the running but of the bulls, you don't stand out there and stunk stall the bulls. Just get out of there. Don't go there. Oh, yeah. That's much better, right? Well, but yeah. if you do. F but if you find yourself in the running of the bulls, I mean, you There's really have only one chance. <laughs> one, one, one thing you can do. If you. You can. Uh... Bulls are different. <sighs> right? If there had been bulls coming at me, I would have. I don't know where I would have done. I would have stuck there in the middle of the street. <laughs> well, Although it happened point. so fast you don't have... that I couldn't even reach the wall because there was like a wall of men between me and the wall. You know, it happened so quickly. It just suddenly they were not there, and the next moment they were. You know. Well, I think if you're in the bulls and you're instantly in the way, you kind of like have to become a tree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a person. I'm a tree. Nothing to get. Yeah. I don't know. But that's the energy, you know, it's like, just don't engage, don't engage, be that rock in the, in, in the, in the river, be that, the, the, the island in the middle of the storm, you, you have to stay in that space. But why, if you know it's coming, would you stay for it? It's like, do you remember the story when your parents were told? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Why would you stay, for well, God's sake? right, that's in, in a city, but I'm talking about generally on this planet, we are on the planet, okay? We are on the planet, so don't go into fear and move the toxicity away from you, right? So don't start feeding fear into your head all the time. Well, yeah, sure, I totally agree with you. But if you're invited to your um, to a revolution, do you go? No. If you know a revolution is coming, do you stay for it? No. So if you found yourself stayed for it, then you have to... Do you mean a revolution in a city, right? No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. But there is a split happening on this planet and we are freaking well staying. But when we stay, we stay in that center. Mm -hmm. We stay solid in our center on the planet. I think we're just talking about it in different levels of experience. I think you were very much in the city. I was right? thinking about... I'm thinking about where the playground is for a revolution. Right, right. The playground is where there's enough people to have a Yeah, definitely. Revolution. And I would totally stay out of there. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not moving out of this planet. No, we're not moving out of the planet. No, no definitely And not. within this planet, if you're even if you're in the country, you stay centered, you stay focused, you stay out of the fear mongering and out of the fear control. So you use the fear processing exercise. What about countries who seem to devolved into the entire revolution even within those countries is there areas that's fine yeah there are. that's what i thought mm -hmm. like there i are. was just listening to a lady who was in chile the other day mm -hmm. and for her she's like they're trying to um use this to get rid of the mapuche mm -hmm. because even the spanish didn't manage it right <laughs> and then the new chilean government didn't manage it either it's like okay yeah. here's your things but now they're using this mm -hmm. as a way to create 
um, a lever to remove the Mapuche's rights to land, for example. Uh, they're always trying that, yeah. 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 By bringing in soldiers and, mm -hmm. you know, having a revolution. So what do you do there? Mm -hmm. What do they do there? Do you stay there for that? Do you leave? Do you? How do you disengage from that level of, it's like a countrywide mm -hmm. or a, your territory, you know? It's not mm -hmm. the city, but it's your territory, too. Yeah. One of the things you have to understand is no victim aggressors here on this planet, okay? And the Mapuche are warriors. And if they're still worrying, then the, the, war, the battle is going to come to their land, okay? So, and they're moving out of that warrior perspective and going into other areas of defense, right? Oddly More enough. Into the guardian rather than the warrior. And some of them are being very, very effective. Some of the Mapuche tribes are being very effective in that. So, you know, you can't gen generalize in that sense. Well, they're also trying to remove the part of the constitution or whatever where Mapuches can only sell land to other Mapuches so that the mining um, company can buy it. Actually, that never was. Well, it is. I don't know if it's that now, there now, but when it's I lived part in of it Chile. Now, the Mapuche yeah. have to sell to another Mapuche. They're not allowed to sell it to a non-Mapuche. So okay. like Nia Bay, we can't yeah. sell it to a non-Macaw. Yeah. But the minute that you could, guess what happened? Because I, from what I understood is that all of the Mapuche land was taken away from them. And then it was kind of people, uh, it was put in, in family names, right? Mm -hmm. But when I was going to buy some land that was next to the reservation in the south of Chile and it belonged to Mapuche, they could sell it to anybody. But yeah, maybe you're right. If it had been inside the res, they wouldn't have been able to. But it was just outside it. But it was still Mapuche land. And she had to ask the permission of the Machi to to get the right buyers. So the buyers had to be interviewed by the Machi. Right. So um, they're moving, the fourth industrial revolution is moving from, you know, oil based to lithium and rare earths and batteries and things like that. <laughs> so the minerals that are in the Andes are oh my gosh. so hugely valuable. Huge, huge, yeah. And of course they've been working on them for a couple hundred years in oh the places yeah. that they have been working and the places they haven't been working are in control of Mapuches. Mm -hmm. And Mapuches can't sell it to a mine mm -hmm. because the miners and the mining company isn't Mapuche, obviously. Mm -hmm. Nor would they want to. Mm -hmm. But some would. Some would, I'm sure. Yeah. Some. They're yeah. a billion dollars. Thank you very much. One billion dollars? Okay. Also. <laughs> so they're using this uh, particular time to try to rewrite that so the Mapuches can sell their land yeah. to a mining company so they can get the earths and you know so in that case this is a another case let's be similar in a sense let's say you're a mapuche let's okay. just say okay and you're looking for and body a light field gaia mm -hmm. and um they're trying what's being tried to br bring about is this Chinese mining company to make a bunch of batteries for Tesla. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I don't know if they're doing that or not. But you know, mm -hmm. it's a narrative you can believe. Do you join a revolution and say no? Or do you passively not engage in the fight and the battle because in a matter of a year or two it'll be irrelevant? <laughs> or what do you do? Yeah. Tough one, right? Yeah, because there's so many different scenarios there, you know. And I don't know the laws mm -hmm. anymore that are happening. And I don't know which each tribe 
um, how they would make the decision or how they would do it. Um, I know that a lot of the Mapuches have not, not been, have they have been the target of the Chilean government for decades. I mean, it didn't matter which one. The only one that gave them rights was the Allende one in the 1970s. But after he was murdered and killed and the Senate killed, um, Pinochet went in and took all their rights away. Um, and they've been put in jail and tortured and killed for decades and they're still happening. Even today, the so-called democratic governments are still jailing them and torturing them and killing them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like um, they're not in the city. No. But the revolution's coming to them. Yeah, and it hasn't not coming to them. It's, it's been, been there, there for decades, right? Yeah. And it has to do with that. I mean, they're they're there to, as far as they're concerned, to defend Gaia, and that's a culture, right? Right. We'll see so what happens. That's for and the question. Is it's a very complex question. It is very every, complex. And every I, situation. And I can, I can tell you from here, from the, from the Macau tribe, yeah. the majority got vaccinated. I don't know what the situation is with Mapuches, right? Did yeah, the matches tell them to vaccinate or not? I don't know. I don't know but either. I don't have enough data to be able to answer that question. So if your uh, set point is embody a light-filled Gaia, mm-hmm. then the answer of what you should do probably comes, although each situation is different. Exactly, yeah. And you don't engage in low-frequency fear, fear, rage, rage, and righteousness, Mm -hmm. and victimhood, and martyrhood, and things like that. But you do extend, well, you do extend your horizon of, so, for example, the house is on fire. Uh It's 90% burnt down. Uh Do you put it out? I wouldn't. What's the point? <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> right? There's yeah. no point in going in and putting out the last 10% of the house fire and risking your life and your limb and engaging in heroics and martyrdom and right. all that other stuff right. where the last 10% is burning down. Mm-hmm. Just let it burn. Yeah. But the corner of the house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And you love your house. Mm-hmm. Put the fire out. Mm-hmm. A little squirt. Yeah, there you go. Depends on the situation. It does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very much. Very much so. Okay. So the answer is there's many answers. Yeah. A lot of things to take consideration. Mm-hmm. And body of light filled Gaia, yep. best of your ability. Right. And avoid violent conflict. Do not physically attack people. Right. Right. Do not go there because that's their game. That's a low frequency game. You don't want to feed that. Don't feed the beast. Don't feed the beast. There's always other ways. Let it crumble. Let that crumble for sure. Let that crumble for sure. <laughs> don't let a light filled Gaia crumble. No. No. Well, somehow or other, in spite of the why being very clear, I'm a bit wobbly. wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think this is going to have to sit for a little while. Okay. And uh, we'll stew on it for the week and let it percolate. And hopefully by the end of the week, next week, 
whatever wave seems to be coming through, which is making things very unsettled in my own head and my own body, mm-hmm. and those it seems like some people around me too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wave will have passed the, you know, have the big surf is. It's like yeah. real big surf this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but our river is dry <laughs> in our backyard, <laughs> no. which is never happens. And the big river is dry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the surf crash and a washes up on the beach and then it comes back down and then you go down to the beach and you find all the gems. Mm-hmm. Let's go look for the gems next week. Okay. Because I'm a bit saturated. All right. How about you? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Oh, thank you, honey. <laughs> Max Love you, darling. Love you too. <laughs>